Hey guys, I'm Denise. And I'm Lindsay. And we're born this gay. Hello, welcome, welcome. Uh, welcome to our channel. This is a podcast where we talk about all LGBT things. Oh yeah, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and a little bit of everything between. Yeah. yeah. So uh, today we're going to take you guys into a little timeline of trans history, because yes. trans history week is coming up. That is very true. Hopefully... If we can get everything right and get this out in time, we will be posting this sometime during um, Trans History Week. Yes. Which, or, excuse me, Trans Awareness Week? Is that Trans Awareness Week, I believe. Uh, we're going over the history. Yeah, That's yeah we're going over okay. history. Trans Awareness Week is week long starting on the 12th? The 12th. Okay. Yeah. So Good. it's on a Saturday, which, I mean, who doesn't like to party on a Saturday? So I think yeah. what a better day to start it. Yeah. All right, guys. So um, we'll get into it, but as as always, we like to update you with our lives and yeah. everything. And this is my chance to get to know what Lindsay's been doing for a week. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we do have these usually once a week. So there was a couple of things that we kind of looked up in order to get, um, I guess, trans issues yeah. in. And one of the things that we did find is that, you know, here, especially in Texas, mm-hmm. doctors who are treating trans gender kids are under attack at the moment yes yes there's a lot of um hatred being thrown their way just uh for treating these uh these kids that uh feel that they're you know not who they're meant to be and so you know they're doing what in their mind is something that's helpful what we all i think sitting in this room and hopefully y'all watching as well we think that is helpful as well but not everyone out there sees it that way and um they're getting uh threatening letters um i've heard a couple like uh you know bricks thrown through windows and offices and yes there's some scary things going on and um I just we want to actually ask you guys if we have any um, members of the transgender community uh, listening in right now. If you guys have had any kind of experience in the medical field, like with, uh, you know, maybe people talking to you in or out of the office, uh, you know, just any kind of experience that you had, positive or negative. We'd love to hear about it because, I mean, I think me and Denise are a little bit sheltered when it comes to that. So yeah, we, yeah. We, we don't understand and we, we'd love to. So. Yeah, no, I I agree. Any type of uh, medical story that you have, I'm I'm definitely down to listen. Um, yeah, uh, it's really unfortunate the fact that in I feel like in the trans community, getting any type of medical help is already like a burden. Like, yeah, it's already really hard to do. It sucks not being able to have that many doctors who are willing to even look at your cases or uh, call you by the right pronouns. So Mm -hmm. it's even more saddening that the doctors that are supportive, the ones that, you know, are there. Are getting backlash like this. Yeah. Right now, you know, the dime in the dozen are still being, I don't know, thrown to the ground, I guess, in a term. Yeah, and sucks because, I mean, that's that's crazy for you to go from a profession of helping people and then start to fear for um, your safety yeah. just because you've decided to help a certain community. It just makes no sense. I can't imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah, so we know that those issues are pretty relevant for you guys today. And then um, just a little update. I voted. Ooh, yeah. Janice voted. Yes, yeah. I did the early voting, which was um, really easy. I was actually, it was the first time I've ever voted early. I usually am procrastinate like crazy mm. yeah. and do it election it day about right yeah but unfortunately this election day i will be going out of town so i knew i had to do it um the the last obviously yeah. i procrastinated so the, the last early. day yes, yeah. yeah yeah of course of um, course we still gotta get the procrastination in there somewhere but yeah uh and it was really easy i got it i was in i was out it literally took me from the time i pulled into the parking lot to the time i pulled out of the parking lot 10 minutes like it wow. was really wow fast. okay I was extremely impressed wow. okay noted guys it's yeah. that easy yeah 10 minutes yeah. of your time um unfortunately well i mean i present as you know a little bit more masculine but i very rarely get misgendered i know mm-hmm. that's kind of an issue for you all the time. it has recently become since i cut off my hair yeah. yes yeah. yes i get misgendered quite often yes yeah um but it i guess it would suck even more we were reading basically that there's uh issues especially in the trans community whenever you're at going the polls. to polls yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah well, with they're not ID. uh wanting to take the you know the uh the ID because you may have a different gender on your ID than what you are um, presenting as yep. and they won't accept it. And we've heard stories of um, 
people being forced to out themselves as trans just so that they can get a chance to vote. And I don't think that's what this country is about. You're supposed to just be able to vote like. Yeah, I mean, I can democracy. I can kind of understand it from like the poll workers perspective. If, you know, I see an ID and it looks completely especially if I guess the picture Mm, looks mm, completely different. Yeah. Right. But if to me, if the picture looks the same and so what if it has, you know, a, a, a different uh, letter in yeah. the gender in field gender than field, yeah. you expect i don't see why that's like a, like move on yeah but yeah i don't know yeah uh, i mean you could also ask questions to verify the idea you know there's tons of information on your uh, id yeah. card that you could just you know ask and verify that you know what's your address your date of birth you know yeah i mean there's more there's other ways to verify yeah. versus other than the, the picture, the picture. On the ID. Yeah. that would be yeah. the only reason i could see why it would like I, I would question it if I was there, um, just because they're so. <sighs> voter laws have become under um, scrutiny in the past yeah, couple yeah. Uh, years. That's a that's another story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, different podcast. Um, <laughs> but because of that, I know that they're a lot stricter. So it's yeah, in a way you can see it, but I, it's still not right to, to yeah. deny someone to no, be able to vote. Not yeah. at all, not especially at all. in the. States where it, you're requ- you can't vote from afar. You, mm-hmm. You're required. You to have come to in. show up to vote mm-hmm. and vote in person. Yeah, yeah that sucks. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So with that being said, guys, we saw these issues and we decided that we for Transgender Awareness Week, um, we wanted to give you a little bit of a timeline. Yeah, let's go back over some uh, history. I mean, we do. We talked about um, like LGBT history as a whole before but never just really focused in on transgender history. Yep. And guys, when we did, holy cow, like, yeah, they do not teach you this at school. It really only took like a one Google search and we went down a huge rabbit hole and just found out so much information. Huge rabbit hole. Um, That being said, though, we did research all of this. So there is a chance that we may have gotten a couple of dates or a couple of facts mis- um, misread or a little false facts out there. But um, if you guys see something or hear something that we may have missaid, please go ahead and include it down in the comments because like, we're just here to educate ourselves and uh, maybe I'll educate you guys a little bit. So we want to make sure we're putting the correct information out there. Yeah, completely agreed. Completely agreed. I want to be, if I make a mistake, I want to be corrected. So that way, you know, we know for the yeah. future. Nicely though, please. Yeah. Thank yeah, you guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm a delicate flower. Um, <laughs> But yeah, all right. So trans, the definition of trans, we'll just start with there, is denoting or relating to a person whose sense of personal identity and gender does not correspond with their birth sex. Mm. So, I mean, basically, if you just, you have the wrong parts, you feel like you're in the wrong body. Right. Um, I can't um, imagine how frustrating that feeling is. Oh, like, I I kind of could. Because um, I, I mean, I've always known that i like the more masculine roles i mean i've right? i've felt uncomfortable in women's clothing before go. i can't imagine being uncomfortable with Completely my own body, body. like yeah. uh yeah well i mean we said we did research on it we just found all these different stories and i was reading a whole bunch of different personal stories and like there's people who just really can't stand to look at themselves in the mirror and just yeah. don't know how to process that and i'm just that is so awful. And I'm so sorry if any of you guys listening out there has have gone through something like that. I just, yeah. I can't personally imagine that feeling. Sorry to be a downer there. Oh, no, yeah. you're good. You're good. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, back to the history. So the history of transgender people, they've been around since ancient times. Mm-hmm. Um, we learned that basically the Roman emperor, I'm going to butcher this name, Alaga, Alagabalus. I have no idea. Anyway, yeah. Right here. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Um, Yeah, so anyway, he, him, this guy, right? Mm -hmm. uh, He preferred to be called a lady rather than a lord and sought sought sex reassignment surgery and in the modern day has been seen as a trans figure. Now, this was back in uh, 222 AD, which is a crazy long time. Yeah, we're in 2022. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a crazy long time yeah. ago. Good 1800 years ago, guys. So, I mean. And he, he is attempting sex reassignment surgery. Yeah. I say, well, we, we got to correct ourselves now. We we keep saying he, she. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I guess she preferred to be called a lady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. Okay. Um, And an emperor, too. So, you know. Like, yeah, person, person of 
high stature for sure yeah interesting but attempting you know sex reassignment surgery back then yeah fuck that that sounds painful (laughs) 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 that sounds really painful yeah because you know you back then you only had one doctor in town Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um maybe maybe he had an assistant or something but still you were trusting this into wow if i guess if you were an emperor though you could probably afford you could you could get others yeah but imagine just what kind of medicine did they have back in Rum, 222. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that was your numbing. You you just got really drunk. Yeah. Drugs, cocaine, probably. No, I don't no. know. I don't know. No, do they um, even I don't even think they had I don't that back then. Yeah. yeah. No. no, there's probably something else for them back then, but just something we don't know. Just old drugs. I went to go start the next sentence. Immediately got stumped by the name. He yeah, we will let you go with the next one. Hiras on the Indian subcontinent and Kathoese in Thailand have formed trans feminine third gender social and spiritual communities since ancient times. And with their presence documented for thousands of years in texts which also mentions trans male figures. Okay, yeah. wow. Yes. yes. I like it. So. 1848 in Columbus, Ohio, and 1848 law forbade a person from appearing in a in public in a dress not belonging to his or her sex in the decades that followed more than 40 u.s cities created similar laws limiting the clothing of people who are allowed to wear in public that makes no sense to me that makes my blood boil for some reason i i feel like the united states was founded on the whole first amendment right of freedom of speech and speeches can be correlated into clothing yeah Mm -hmm. so to have a law that you aren't you're only allowed to wear certain things is crazy yeah Yeah, it's absurd to me like clothes are clothes in my mind like girl clothes guy clothes like they're just different cuts and they're just different links like Mm -hmm. who says that they belong to a specific gender yeah yeah i can't remember his name i don't and he's he's not transgender at all but um he is a very built good looking man totally takes care of himself but his clothing is both feminine and masculine. So he'll wear, you know, a nice top, a nice button down top and then a skirt with heels. Okay. Like, yeah. Okay. Really, Rocks really, it. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. We'll put him up here. But I think, again, if you feel comfortable, if you like, if you like to wear heels because it shows off your legs or if you, you know, in my case, if you like to wear a, a button down and you fold it at the at the yep. forearm right yep. all the it, time. you know it makes you feel suave i don't see the <laughs> i don't see the issue yeah no it's all it's all about what you want to wear oh. don't let anyone tell you different columbus yeah Ohio. shame and all this all the cities that followed it's, 1848 mm. too like that's and that was uh, who who gets to decide too who um what what dress belongs to a certain sex because i believe back then these times men wore tights <laughs> i'm just saying i'm just throwing yeah. it out there <laughs> yeah i mean you they wore tights point. and wigs i'm sure it was more distinguished like you know a woman had to wear a dress and a man yeah. had to wear a suit kind of deal so you couldn't like mix those two i think that's might be what they're going along there but you you are very much so correct there there were heavy tight usage yeah heavy tight usage the- they wore makeup and the wigs were a thing so uh, okay yeah sure. yeah the wigs for sure yep yeah um all right so uh jump to 1864 uh 20 years later first notes on record identifying with a gender different than the one at birth it came from carl heinrich ulrich hey we just did a little a little tiktok maybe you might i was about to say that's probably the rough draft tiktok that's not gonna make it (laughs) (laughs) we're not the best with tiktok guys no we're not um but yeah, this doctor, I guess he was all over all of our trans research. I saw he him was. multiple times. Yeah, he's he's credited for a lot of like the first research done on um, trans individuals. Yes. Yes. Uh, he coined the term earnings. Earning meaning a female soul in a male body. And then you go to 1899. Magnus Hirschfeld started a journal called the Yearbook of intermediate sexual types to share new ideas of sexual variation uh, such as homosexually transvestism yeah transvestism yeah that's what yeah, i would transvestism say. that sounds kind of weird coming off my tongue and <laughs> transsexualism identifying as other sexes 
Yeah. All right. Go doctor. Because right now you would be looked down upon for yeah. researching. Yeah, right. Right. Um, transgender IDs. Okay. So uh, 1918. Now we're in the 20th century. Alan L. Hart became one of the first medically documented cases of gender reassignment surgery. Wow. In the 1918. 1918. Ooh. Now, this is back when they're probably using cocaine for, you know, cough medicine. Yeah. It's probably around this time. <laughs> <laughs> they're using a lot of different things that we would not touch with a 10-foot pole to the, today. So. Oh, yeah. No, I found out. Small tangent. I found out that they used to treat acne with x-rays. So an x-ray to your face. It would get rid of your acne. I, well, yeah. yeah. For sure. Uh-huh. You know, but all the radiation going to your your face, face caused you skin cancer to all those patients, you know. I mean, hey, 50, you don't have acne years anymore. later. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's yeah. All, oh, science. I mean, we're trying to be helpful, but we tend to get it wrong as humans, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So a year after that, in 1919, the same Dr. Hirschfeld opened an institute, opened the Institute of Sexology to incorporate more hormone hormone therapy and gender reassignment surgery. Hirschfeld, unlike his colleagues, was not looking to cure an illness in their minds. He wanted to have access to medical treatments and equal rights. Yo. Yes. Thank you, Hirschfeld. Yes, that is awesome. I never heard of this Dr. Hirschfeld before this, Mm -mm. but quickly rising up to be one of my uh, top 10 doctors. Hey, yeah, that was 100 years ago. Yeah, that's awesome. And he says, unlike all of his colleagues, like everyone else wanted to treat an illness in their minds, making them think that they were the wrong gender. He's like, no, it's not. That's not the illness. The illness is that. They are so unhappy because they're not in the right body. So yeah. we need to help them get in the right body. In the right body. Ugh. Yeah. Mm. Wow, what a concept. I wonder how those doctors are trying to treat the illness. Interesting. Definitely loony bins. You think so? Oh, yeah. yeah I know this yeah. is probably, I don't know if this would be like when the shock therapy, because I know shock therapy was a part of our history on mm-hmm. how they used to you know cure. i don't but i don't know how long late i mean i don't doubt that they were using shock therapy in the 1920s that's crazy unlike his colleagues yeah everyone yeah. obviously just looked at it like you're you're not normal so there's obviously something you know in your brain whereas instead of just accepting all people or the way they think yeah and y'all hold the phone because this fact right after this i just read ahead and i'm like wow 1922 the first successful surgery from male to female dr richter which was hirschfield's patient yeah yeah wow look at that he just had three facts right off the bat throwing out dates out there Mm, i'm in love hey that was good good stuff yeah and that was only three years after the institute of sexology was yeah was was built so that's that's awesome yeah you were successful three years later good good shit that's awesome yeah all right miss dora richter i bet you you were happy yeah <laughs> yeah for sure all right successful surgery the 1930s and 1933, the Institute of Sexology and all its archives were destroyed by Nazis and Hirschfeld was denounced by Hitler and ran out of Germany. Now, I'm just going to say this. You know you're doing something right when Hitler doesn't like you. Yeah. Just throw that out there. everything that you've done. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Do you think Hirschfeld was Jewish or do you think it was just the fact that he was working with? I wonder. I wonder if anyone out there knows. Yeah, curious, curious now. But yeah, poor, <laughs> imagine, because that was literally only, um, yeah, 11 years after the first successful surgery. Mm-hmm. And it was it was only really 20, 24 years after he opened it. So imagine having your entire work, life's work. Mm-hmm. Burned. Burned. Oh. And then being stripped and, of your saddle. Yeah, and you're kicked out of your country. Mm-hmm. Oh, so. No, talk about a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay. So, uh, yeah. And then 1952, Christine Jurgensen publicly announced her transition and landed a front page story on a New York Daily News, increasing the visibility of trans lives in the media. Nice. Wow. Okay. Imagine how confident 
or brave you'd have to be to brave for sure to publicly because that's back then again there's no tiktok guys there's no you know actually at, at this point i don't even know if they had colored tv um so she literally had to you know pose for like a magazine yeah and yeah print on the newspaper yep front page damn mm. no that is news that would take a headline I'll say if I I would probably pick up that paper too because yeah. that would be something that's you know you don't really see very often. No, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Miss Christine. And then uh, 1959, Cooper Donuts, the Cooper Donut riots, uh, a riot happened yeah. in Los Angeles. Um, yeah, this was one that we kind of had to look into because you know we everyone knows Stonewall, 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 yeah. Stonewall was the biggest yeah. thing, right? There were so many other riots and sit-ins before Stonewall that don't get as much attention. But yeah, like to me that Cooper Donut is crazy. I because w- I think that was the no, that wasn't the sit-in, but that was Mm-mm. the Dewey's lunch in 1965. That was the sit-in. Okay, the Dewey's lunch counter. On that one, I remember there was um, transgender activists who just, you know, they walked in and they sat down until they got served, you know. I like it. So I like it. Um, So, yeah, that was Dewey's. And then uh, a year later, 1966, the Compton's Cafeteria Riot. Uh, So, yeah, this was a place where trans people um, congregated there. And then this riot was very much like Stonewall, where the police came in. And we uh, fall back. Ride it against the police. Yeah. Yeah. Stand up for injustices. Yeah. 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 And then a year after that, 1967, we had another incident at the uh, Black Cat. Um, That one, I've just seen the uh, logo of the Black Cat, the uh, other blue, their neon sign. Oh, Um, no, I I guess I haven't seen it. Yeah, I don't remember dates or where the Black Cat is. But I did hear, I have heard about that one. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, And then two years later, guys, the most famous date of LGBT history, it seems like, that we all know is uh, Stonewall, 1969. And And we got to call out the people who credit Stonewall for. Yeah, a lot of people, well, obviously don't know the the history of Stonewall, which if you don't, um, shame on you, but go back to a couple episodes back. A lot of people don't know that the the transgender community was kind of on the forefront mm-hmm. of Stonewall. Very much so. Yeah, Marsha P. Johnson, a very very famous uh, transgender woman, she is credited with throwing the first book. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're going to hear different stories here and there, but majority of people will say that Marsha P. Johnson threw the first book. Yes, yes. And guys, if you are in DFW and you go to our neighborhood down in Dallas, I suggest you take a picture in front of we have a big old mural of Marsha P just sitting down there. It's really awesome. It's huge. So definitely go check it out. Um, and then her also some the another transgender woman was also there um, who doesn't get as much attention as Marsha, mm-hmm. but was also very pivotal in our Stonewall riots and yes, even was. afterwards. And her name is Sylvia Rivera. Yeah. And uh, we actually we uh, we did a little piece on her. Yeah, not we too did long ago. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, she uh, she did a lot for our community. Her and Marsha both started Star, which was the street transvestites action revolutionaries. Action revolutionaries. Action revolutionaries. Okay, I like nice, it. Nice, nice. Um, but yeah, they would help find food, clothing, and a sense of belonging along the transgender community. Because um, just just like most minority oppressed communities, mm-hmm. there was a lot of homelessness yeah. um, among the LGBT community and especially in the transgender community. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving right al- right along to uh, 1972, Sweden legalized gender reassignment, making the European nation to become the first world, first in the world to allow citizens to legally change their sex. Hey, go Sweden. Ooh, we, we love hearing about a good Sweden story. Oh, I mean, hell yeah. I, I love that we were having like really good... Uh, um, progress in the LGBT community, especially in the trans community around the 60s, 70s, right? Um, but the fact that it even went farther it yeah. to, and went across the border. and That's we, awesome. Yeah. yeah. So you could officially, if you wanted to do some gender reassignment, um, you officially could head to Sweden and get a, get a surgery done, which I'm assuming was ridiculously expensive. Uh, yeah. Just out, out of proportion expensive for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what they cost now? 
Um, no, no, not off the top of my head. No. Okay. I was just curious. I, I mean, I've heard that they can be decently. I'm pretty sure in like the tens of thousands. Pretty sure it was like fifty, sixty thousand in whatever show that I watched. I think I want to say it was fifty thousand whenever I watched it in the L word, and that was back shit in the 2000s so yeah well i, I mean do, it we have, you have to keep buying your hormones right oh yeah that's true so that's like true. it's like a running cost yeah yeah and i do know that when you change from uh from male to female that you have i mean there's a lot of upkeep still mm-hmm. which i'm assuming it's the same way reversed but um yeah there's still a lot of upkeep that you have to do with doctor's appointments i dated someone who uh went through uh gender reassignment surgery and um the upkeep for it she had to go into the doctor to basically have him take a rod of different sizes and make sure that you know it, it stayed up there yeah well like yeah that's one of the measures of upkeep trust me i I had the same reaction too (laughs) but yeah because you know it's a new it's a new part so you have to tell the body like hey don't close up we we need you to be able to take this size um type in look at that face (laughs) (laughs) the things they don't teach you no 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 one knows about that part I don't think everyone, uh, you know, yeah. just assumes that, you know, if uh, you're going from male to female, that uh, this is just what I assumed at first. So this is going to sound really ignorant, but they just assume that, you know, you just cut it off. Right. And then make right. A, yeah. Make a slit. And well, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know what happened after you cut it off, but I just assumed that you just. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't like what happens next. But no, there's they just. Upkeep. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then, yeah, she had she had to go up sizes. So that's what when I was dating her, she was actually transitioning to a different size. Um, and so, yeah, there was like a good two, two or three days where we couldn't have sex at all because she had already been penetrated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she had to upkeep that again. Mm-hmm. That's something. Yeah, we're probably going to have to cut this out. Oh, but... yeah, for sure. Holy <laughs> That is something. Ah, <laughs> oh, so good. I don't know where why we got on to that. Gracious. All right. <laughs> I don't think you did a good job explaining yeah. that. I remember her having difficulty when explaining it to me, too. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I, I can only imagine like admitting to someone that you're dating. That you go and do this often. Like, yeah, this especially, is... yeah, she didn't disclose going through any type of surgery or anything until, well, um, mm-hmm. you know, for, for a while. Until after we had sex and everything. So, wow. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which made things make sense after that. Because mm. there was, yeah. Differences. There were differences. Yeah. There were just things that I was like, oh, that's unique. Mm. Um, but I mean, just everyone has unique parts, right? Yeah, so that's what you exactly. just summed it up to. Yeah. Like everyone's vagina is different. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I mean, hers was fine. I, obviously, it's surgically put together, so it was like, perfect. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there was just things that I was noticing the more I spent time with her. Like her hands were way bigger. Mm. Um, her, you know, her voice would. Yeah, drop and yeah, okay. and stuff okay. like so. Okay. It was interesting. Um, yeah, we're definitely gonna have to cut that out. You saying another woman's vagina is perfect <laughs> when you have a wife. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it was, it was it, like medically, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, like it's picture perfect. Yeah, I was about to say when you think of a vagina, it looked like that. Mm-hmm. No, my wife's my wife. No, okay, all right. Anyways, 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 anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, we'll go back in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving up to 1979 now, Phyllis Fry organized the National March on Washington for Lesbian and Gay Rights, an estimated of 75 upwards of 125,000 people attended. Fry later became Texas' first openly trans judge. That's crazy. Holy cow. Texas, too. Texas. Yeah. Hey, yeah, because that's, I mean, we aren't. We Do we know, was it later that year that she became the first trans judge? Or was it like maybe a couple years later? Yeah, I'm not sure. Mm. Mm. But still, that's saying something. That's, yeah. That's and that's awesome. a, just just so we're, I mean, give you a little credit. 1979, 
you you somehow got 75 to 125,000 people to attend this march mm-hmm. in Washington. How? Like there's no there's no Twitter. Yeah. How do you pass that information around? It's like, uh, you know, the amount of flyers she had had to... uh, Or just campaigning? Yeah. Like actual traveling and passing around by word of mouth? I can't see them allowing her to put that on TV. Or in the newspaper. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Because if you're organizing a march, like usually marches aren't government permitted. You're marching to protest the government, so... Government's not going to necessarily allow you to, yeah, you're advertise right. said things. I don't, yeah, no, kudos because that's insane. That's an insane number now. Yeah, to be able to get seventy five thousand people to go to a march, that's a huge number. Doing that back then, where we don't have the social connections or ability we do now, yeah. is crazy. Um, and just the fact that you became literally Texas's first openly trans judge is amazing. Yeah. So everything jaw dropper. Hey, yeah. Get you some Miss Front. <laughs> All right. So, uh, 1986, we jumped to Lou Sullivan. Uh, he founded the FTM International. Created so FTM was created to build the lives of female to male transgender individuals. Mm. Um, Sullivan also publicly challenged the claims that trans men cannot be gay. Oh yeah, that's right. Sullivan was gay. He was a gay trans man. Yeah, which I think is great. Yeah. Yeah. I will say when I was ignorant way back when and I watched The L Word and I saw Max mm-hmm. um, go for the gay guy, it did confuse me a little bit. But again, yeah. you just let your who cares who you like. I honestly never You're, cared. And w- yeah. we watched we, we were doing research. We saw in, um, some kind of uh, I think it was some other YouTube episode about, um, you know, the difference between your sexuality and like your physical being like. Yes. Like who I am physically is not also who my sexuality is. Like I agree. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, Completely you can different. you can be transgender and also be gay because yes. those are two different aspects. It's just so, who yeah. you want. Yeah, it's just who, who you, you want to love. love. It's nothing to do with what you look like. It's just yeah. who you love, and what yep. you look like has nothing to do with who you love. So. Yeah, can't believe there was actually people who yeah would claim trans men cannot be gay. You know, like obviously you transition to be with girls right like there's no other reason you'd want to be a guy but wow just small brains just like yeah of course of course um fast forward a couple years guys um so in 1989 and this also happened in 1992 both billy tipton and wilmer broadnox who were both famous musicians like like famous musicians um but they were both posthumously post Posthumously, is that how you pronounce that? Don't nope. Don't ask me for pronunciations. It's <laughs> <laughs> not um, my field. But they were they were both posthumously outed as having been assigned female at birth. Oh wow! Yeah. So imagine being famous, like a famous male musician, and right. in the crowd and everything, and then later after you die is when everyone finds out. Oh. They were females. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they were trans. Wow. Yeah. Which is, yeah, that's crazy. And this happened like in the late 80s, early 90s. So, I'm well, sure I mean, hey, that crazy. just, you know, that goes to prove that, like, you know, there's people who tell, but it's that they can tell a difference between, like, whether you were born a, a, a man or whether you transitioned to a man. Like, these these were famous, famous people. And no one knew. No one knew. You couldn't tell. They were more likely, like, singers or guitar players, like, heavily, like, used their voices and you couldn't tell a difference either. I, and I commend the families because, you know, the families had to have known, right? Yeah. Like, mom, mom and dad. For sure. Someone knew. close. Like, yeah. Yeah. And no one said anything anything so hmm. yeah get get some that's uh, awesome craziness. craziness all right and about the same year 1992 athena garrison became the first transgender person to serve in state legislator it happened in the 90s that's insane wow, that's that's not that long ago no no yeah. that's when we had our first guys again Oof. lgbt rights is just now starting to yeah so just take this say this is the 90s like imagine imagine any time before I guess probably the fifties, like how hard it was for us. Um, so be thankful. Yeah, for there sure. Was a lot of people who, yeah, who went through some shit in order to give you the rights you got today. Um, 
Okay, so 1993, uh, Minnesota became first state to include gender identity in the state employment non-discrimination policy. Ooh. Yeah, it took till 1993. You know, I, I couldn't figure out why I always liked Minnesota so much. Maybe <laughs> just because my family lives there or just because there's you know, a land of 10,000 lakes. It's always green. But they have always been an ally. Like throughout all of history, Minnesota's just kind of been like poking their head up like, hey, guys, like I got y'all. Do you know if Minnesota has like a neighborhood like area? I don't know, but I I went to uh, I visited uh, Minneapolis a couple of summers ago, mm-hmm. and I was just kind of walking around the the big city, and I swear I saw more people of the LGBTQ plus community mm-hmm. than I did of just straight people. All right, Minnesota. so I like being in a big city. I've never felt so comfortable. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. For so sure. yeah, y'all go check out Minneapolis. They low key. I had no idea, but okay. Right. Y'all rock. Friendly city, friendly city. Um, so we got a string of murders that came through in 1993 is when we we're going to talk about the first one. Brandon uh, Tina? Tena? Yeah, I think so. Brandon Tina. Tina was violently murdered in Nebraska. And um, and his story actually inspired the movies Boys Don't Cry, played by... Um, Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank. Oh, okay, yeah. so Hillary Swank did was in this movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You do, you do know who Hillary we, Swank is. Yeah, yeah. And then we watched yeah. the uh, trailer for it. Yeah. Did we watch the trailer? I think so. Or just looked at the uh, pictures. We might have just looked at the pictures. Mm-hmm. I've seen the movie though, oh, and it is a damn good movie. So if you if you're down to watch a um, kind of an older, I want to say it was it was probably it probably came out in the late 90s early 2000s um but it's a damn good movie she's obviously a phenomenal actress right right um but yeah yeah i didn't know it i didn't know brandon tina inspired it so kind of makes that movie even better in my eyes now yeah no it's a sad story though yeah yeah yeah, of course um and it gets even sadder because five years later rita hester uh murdered in massachusetts Followed by uh, a year after that, Barry Winchell was a soldier who was mur- uh, murdered for just dating a trans woman. Just, just for yeah, he, he wasn't even what. That's just yeah. That one stumps me. That one stumps me. Like you're gonna you're gonna kill somebody because of the person that they're with. Yeah, and it's his fellow soldiers who yeah. did this to him, which is like you're like this is brotherhood right mm-hmm. you know yeah, they're supposed to have each other's back mm-hmm. and like you know no one gets left behind kind of deal yeah and mm-hmm. yet they targeted him because of the person he loves mm-hmm. no sense yeah and then the same year gwendolyn smith started um the day of transgender remembrance hey. to bring the light of the victims of hate crimes against the trans community there is an annual vigil held worldwide to remember the victims of the previous years. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, get you some Miss Smith. Thank you, thank you for being an ally. Yeah, I mean, we always talk about you know, sometimes some bad things have have to happen for a little string of light to come around. And yeah, yeah, yin and yang. Yeah. All right, so we're getting into the 2000s now. All right, so 2002 Transgender Law Center was founded. Um, this place began to work to change t- to change laws and attitude so that all people can live safely and authentically and free of discrimination sounds like a good law to me hell yeah 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 all right all right so then fast forward to 2006 uh kim coco became the first trans woman to win state office hey get you some miss coco um 2007 candace kane became first trans actor to play a reoccurring actor on tv Oh, wow. So not even as you, you just get just one season. You got second season and third season, a couple episodes like here, a couple episodes there. That's a job. That's not just a guest appearance. So that's awesome. All right. So 2010, Kai Allums, first openly trans athlete in the NCAA. Hey, I nice. can't imagine that's that. Awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Way to go, you. Hell yeah. Um, and then 2012, Laura Jane Grace known is known as the first trans rock star. Hey. Yes. Okay. Okay. Oh, this is a big one here. 2013, mental health field removed gender identity disorder from diagnostics manual. That means that transgender experiences low were no longer considered a mental health disorder. That's crazy that it took till 2013. 2013. Like but, I, I mean, <laughs> I was 23 years old. That's 
insane. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. But I mean, you were you're officially not crazy according to the state. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it should uh, should have taken that long, but no. yeah. No, that's okay. Well, now you're not crazy. Now, actually, yeah, we have a whole, we have a whole uh, week. Yeah, yeah, a whole so. week of remembrance. All right, so 2014, Laverne Cox. Woo! I love me some Laverne. Oh, I Cox. love me some Laverne. If you don't know her, she's from um, Orange Is the New Black. Yeah, I absolutely love it. Uh, she became the first openly trans person on the cover of Time Magazine. So we were covering last episode, basically Helen. Ellen was probably mm-hmm. like the, you know, when she made the cover of Time, that was like right. the biggest deal. And that was in 1990, I want to say 93, 92, 93. And yeah, it took 20 years before we were able to get the T mm-hmm. in our LGBT community on on trans or on uh, on Time. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, better late than never, but true, true. could have been done sooner. Yeah. But go Laverne. I love it. I, I watch. I. I honestly really enjoyed Orange is the New Black, and a lot of it had to do with you. So it was great acting. Okay. Yeah. And then 2017, which that was the year I graduated high school. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, a little boy named Joe was the first openly trans kid enrolled, enrolled in the Boy Scouts of America. Oh, love it. I, you know, can you just imagine all the parents? Oh, hell yeah. All the conservative parents out there that just. <sighs> Oh yeah, and it's this poor little boy, yeah, like he just wants to be part of the Boy, boy Scouts. Scouts no. What I wanted to be in the Boy yeah, Scouts. That, growing yeah, up. It's true. Yes. Yeah, because I didn't want to be part of the Girl Scouts. Oh no, I did not no. want to classify myself with that. No, no. I mean, because all I saw the girl. Cause I, I now I know what the Girl Scouts are about because I had a friend who who uh, was in the Girl Scouts and she, you know, she learned how to tie knots and stuff. Right, and like right. You know, but I just didn't. So anytime you saw Girl Scouts, cookies. On, yeah, that's all you. That's all you see. Yeah, that's that all you it. think. Yeah. Yeah. And like you, you heard about the Boy Scouts going on camping trips yes. and going on adventures and yes. doing this and like earning badges. And I'm like, I never seen any of the Girl Scouts doing this, so I want to be a Boy Scout. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We were in the same boat there. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Well, good for you, little Joe. I hope you had fun in the Boy Scouts. Hey. All right, so I think it's time for our favorite part of the episode. Yeah, coming yeah, out stories. coming out stories. Today we are going to read. I feel like it's only right that we read a couple of trans coming out stories. Yes, yeah, I agree. yeah. So first one got it off the internet. We'll go ahead and link that um, one down below. But uh, second one that we're going to read today is um, a name that we actually have said quite a bit this episode. Yes. So, yeah. All right. Um, I'll go ahead and read the first one then. So okay. this one comes from. A person who goes by the name Jay Fernandez. It's a little bit long, so you guys bear with me. The people you see in the media are usually one type of trans person. They're usually binary, identifying themselves as male or female. They usually pass as someone of that gender. They're usually white, and they usually have this narrative that they're always that they've always known that they're the wrong gender. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's it's usually what I see. Usually yeah. the story I exactly hear. Exactly yeah. right. It makes other trans people scared to tell their stories. Non-binary people are people who I don't who don't identify as male or female all the time. There are lots of sub- subsections. You might be gen uh you might be a gender, you might be gender fluid, bigender, a demi girl, or a demi boy. You might not understand the nuances of the differences. But everyone is but everyone is always making up new identities to match their experience, and that can always be a good thing. Yeah, yeah I agree with I agree, you. For sure. Yeah. While it can be confusing, it's better than saying you can only be this thing and we won't talk about anything else. I just identify as non-binary, and I don't put myself into any sub-identity. Some days I like to be a woman. I'm also okay with identifying as being a guy. I'm pretty much nothing at the moment. All right. I came out as a trans guy in transition. I took testosterone. I had the top surgery, chest reduction. And then uh, then a hysterectomy in 2015. The hormones and surgery is about aligning my body so that it should have been at birth. Being born with the correct parts would have made things easier. But at the same time, I don't want to be told that my body is wrong. It's very different to get treatment as a non-binary person. 
They were dismissive about the fact that I was feminine. Non-binary people are used to it. You're warned when you go into the gender clinics. If you want treatment, you'll have to present as male or female and stick to that story. Wow. Yeah. We were talking about the frustrations in the medical field. Oh, man. They're making you identify yourself as something that you're not. Why? I mean. Keep reading. Keep reading. I don't want to be a part of any mainstream pro-trans movement if it doesn't include non-binary people. In terms of celebrity, there needs to be a lot more diversity. It's a circle. People don't come out as they if they don't see anyone like them. I agree. Yeah. I'm mixed race. My mom is Spanish and Nigerian. I'm still finding out how I can connect with an identity apart from the Western LGBT identity. That's something I'm still working on. Within their religion, indigenous to the Yoruba people, an ethnic group in Nigeria, there are a lot of gender fluid deities. As trans pre- as a trans person trying to find my own roots, that's the one part of my heritage I can feel positive about. All right. Yeah, that Fernandez. was that was a whole that was a whole life story in that. Yeah. Right yeah. Yeah. I so I will and if I'm being ignorant about this guys, please let me know. But okay, I can kind of see where they would want you to identify the sex you had at birth just so they know like cuz from what I know, there's certain treatments that, you know, there's certain illnesses, there's certain things that males go through that women don't and vice versa, right? Right. right. Um, I've heard that. So I could understand, like, going into the doctor and then wanting to know what sex you were at birth. But for them to tell you that you need to pick a side and, and stick, stick with to it, it. Yeah. that's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> right. What? Right. Like, I can understand like, if you need to know original, like, straight yeah. up the womb, what yeah. that was. But Get it. what I am now, I don't yeah. know. I don't see how that... Like, to me, the only thing, you just need it for, like, a medical history. You just need that, you know, maybe the original and then obviously what medications you're taking right, or you've right. taken before in the past or diseases you've had, you know, normal normal medical questions. But for a doctor to impose for you to yeah. choose... It, not even. I don't even think he said gender. He just said um, to choose... To you present, have to present oh, yeah. as male or, or female, female and stick to that story. That's... Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. I don't that that wow. sucks. Ah. Oh, man. Yeah, guys, please please share com- in the comment section if you've gone through any type of medical um obstacle. Yeah. Yeah, cuz that's Yeah, cuz I mean we, I mean we we kind of sit here in a a nice cushioned chair when we yeah. hear stories like that. Like I've never once really had a problem going to the doctor's office and you know, being questioned about my my gender or no, like the worst. having intrusive questions other than medical history questions. All right, guys. So the next story that we are going to share with you today, I'm really excited because obviously we really, really like her. Oh, yes. Um, but it's from Laverne Cox. Woo! Yeah. So excited about this one, actually. Yeah. No, so I'm just going to go ahead and get into it. So uh, Cox, who now stars in Orange is the New Black and proudly advocates for trans rights, kicked off the conversation by recalling not the one, but the two times she came out. Wow. Yeah. Obviously, this yeah. is an article, guys. So just just bear with me. So. And we'll leak it down below, too. Um, so these are in her words. I have kind of two coming outs. So I always knew I liked boys. So I came out as gay first, she said. I'm from Mobile, Alabama, but I went to Alabama School of Fine Arts. The funny thing about coming out in art school was that everybody was like, yeah, of course you are. <laughs> Okay, so I mean, <laughs> so a little tip from her: if you're gay and you want to have a good experience, go to, go to art school. school. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. The art community is 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 big on yeah on big LGBT supporters. Yeah. Um, so Cox added that while the experience was really a gender identity thing rather than a sexual orientation thing. She didn't know it at the time, but a big part of coming out for Cox was talking to her mother about who she really was. Uh, quote, I came out to my mom first as gay my sophomore year, and she freaked out. Mm. And then when I came out to my mother as trans a few years later, it was after I started my medical transition, she took that easier. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. She grew. Um, quote, uh, this time I was living in New York. Uh, 
I was supporting myself. And so she never said, I don't want you in my life. It was just that she didn't un- understand she had issues with the pronoun thing and the name change. Mm-hmm. It was just like, girl, you got to get this together. Hmm. Thankfully, Cox said that eventually did with her mom going so far as to give her a plate with number one daughter Aww. written on it. It's the little things. Guys. It is. It really is. Um, with time. The actress, too, started to embrace herself more, though her journey wasn't without struggles. Quote, when I finally accepted when I started medical transition and said, I'm a woman and I'm trans. It was the most empowering thing ever. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. In the beginning of transitioning, I was so happy to be trans. And then like a year in, I was like, I'm done with being trans. I want to be stealth. I want to blend in. I'm a woman, Cox said. Uh, so I had to get a to a point where I was happy being recognizably trans. And that's why I started the hashtag trans is beautiful. Yes, it is. I like it. Um, if people are not able to come out to friends and family, come out to yourself. Disclose to yourself and tell the truth first to yourself, because that's the most important thing. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, we talk about that, too. You know, we yeah. talk about our coming out stories. When was the first time you came out to yourself? Because that, in my opinion, is an even bigger step than coming out to those around. Oh, you. yeah. No, I mean, I remember my coming out story pretty, pretty significantly. But I remember the day that I finally said to myself, oh, you're a lesbian. Yeah. I literally yeah. remember that day vividly. So, yeah, and it's definitely it's a it's a scary thing to say out yeah. loud. Even if you're just talking to yourself, you're looking at yourself in the mirror like I am a lesbian. Yeah. It's like, oh, it, like, it gave me shivers. But yeah, you know, just such an empowering feeling. So, yeah, I can I can relate to that last sentence as well. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, guys. So um, that ends our episode. If you liked what you saw, if you wanted to help us out, um, really helps out our channel. If you go ahead and just. Hit that subscribe button for me. Ooh, yes, please. Yeah. yeah. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button as well. That like button is our friend. We yes. love him around here. So we just want to give him all the love and all the the touches that we can give yeah, him. Make it turn blue. <laughs> um, yeah. And then and y'all, we're still we're still waiting for those coming out stories. Yeah. We know you guys have them. I know it's a little scary, but you guys can stay anonymous. We'll link our uh, email down below. Y'all just shoot it to our email. Say you want to be anonymous and you'll be featured on our next episode. Damn right. All right, guys. Well, with that being said, I wish y'all a very happy Trans Awareness Week. Woo! And I'm Denise. I'm Lindsay. And we're Born This Gay. We'll see you guys next time.